0: Welcome, 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 and welcome to the Adventure of an Entrepreneur, the podcast that dives deep into the world of entrepreneurship. We're going to be hearing the stories from entrepreneurs from all over the world in different industries. They're going to be sharing with us the stories of how they face setbacks, walk through fire, climbed mountains to reach success. I'm your host, Sri Mahabir. Hey, everybody. So anytime that there is Juma on this show, it is a birthday
1: celebration. (laughs) I saw saw birthday. I was wondering, wait, hold on. Did I miss something? Okay. (laughs)
0: You know, I like to do things different sometimes, and so I test out different things. Mm-hmm. So that's what mm-hmm. happens when we're in tree land.
1: <laughs> Right, right. I, I had an idea. Look at that. I just learned something <laughs> specifically about tree land, which is good. But
0: today, we're actually going to be talking about why you should be adding live streaming or if you should be adding live streaming to your marketing strategy. My name is Shri, and I'm a video marketing producer and I am so excited to have Juma. I mean, Juma is one of those people, if you can get him even in a conversation, you have hit the lottery because he is just so knowledgeable about content creation, video, live streaming, podcasting, and just an overall amazing human being. So Juma, tell me what's your favorite thing to do on the weekend?
1: I feel extremely pressured right now by that that <laughs> intro. Um, on weekends, I, I love to walk. So I have this 12 kilometer, probably is nine miles, walk that I do on weekends. And I don't know if that's asking about casual things, but that is what I do on the weekend. And so that, I, I actually, let me tell you, that actually is part of my content creation process as well. And let me tell you how. So on the weekend when I walk, I tend to listen to podcasts. So it takes about two hours. So I get about three podcasts in. And inevitably on that walk, I get content ideas and I tend to stop it and record it to my phone. And then I take those ideas into my Monday meeting with my business partner and we sometimes thrash out some of the ideas. So that also interestingly is a tool for content development, which I didn't, I've never spoken about this before, but that's part of what I do too.
0: So here you are going for a walk, getting content ideas, taking that to your team and creating something from it because many times we think that content has to come from just, just in a specific place, but it actually comes, you can have an experience. For example, you might have a bad customer experience. What about that? Can you take that and put it into your business? Or maybe it's, Hey, it can turn into a post that can later lead into a live streaming show. So yeah. I want to ask you, like, why did you start adding live streaming to your strategy?
1: Yeah, okay. So so at the time when the live streaming came about, of course, every most people were still inside. It was that time of our life where everyone had to stay inside for the most part. And one of the best ways that we could have connected with people was by live streaming because we couldn't go out in person to have these real-time interactions. And so live streaming had developed as a tool rapidly in that period. And I felt based on our content strategy, it was important to add it so that we could have real-time interactions and build community and relationships with the people who were important to us and with people in our peer group and people, our ideal client as well, could come and look at what we were sharing and the the how-tos, tips, tricks, strategies live. And because it was such a big community-building tool and a big interaction tool, We kept it as a part of our content strategy. And so now that's the way we work it into the overall marketing.
0: So for me, it was just because I wanted to get visibility. I wanted to be able to give visibility to entrepreneurs, right? So as you can see, Jim was talking about building community. I was just saying, how can I get visibility? But I also wanted to give a sense of community as well. I wanted people to be able to come through and find my page,
1: Mm. look
0: at the live shows, Mm. ask questions to entrepreneurs who are a little bit ahead of themselves and also feel like they can talk to somebody. I started in 2020 during the pandemic and i can say that through that through the experience of live streaming i've seen people become entrepreneurs i've seen collaborations i've seen just uh friendships coming because of the live streaming show so i wanted to get into when you thought about going live like what was the first thing that came to mind for you was it that you know, I'm going to go live on this platform or this platform? Like, how did you figure out what platform?
1: Well, I had gone live on some of the social media platforms before, like I'd gone live on Instagram and Facebook, but that wasn't really for business purposes. That was kind of like testing things out. And I never really felt at home because I always felt like the quality of those lives were not really targeted and they weren't, uh, what's the word? They weren't um they didn't really produce anything so i didn't really have a plan but when i got live on linkedin because at the time linkedin was picking and choosing who they were going to give live access to and because i was active on linkedin at the time i was hoping to get live access in fact i had pretended that and i was testing out going uh, doing long-form videos on linkedin just preparing to be live so at the time the video limit on linkedin was 10 minutes and i would do deliberately do do videos that were 10 minutes long and act as if it was live just preparing for the time when i was able to go on live and um and so linkedin was the first thought uh, but then i realized when i got into some of the platforms which i guess we'll name later Uh, I think it was. I was deciding on which one. I think I ended up on StreamYard. I realized that you could broadcast on multiple platforms. And so while LinkedIn was the primary platform, then I had other places that I wanted to broadcast to as well. But LinkedIn was the first place I thought, yeah, I'm going to do it here. And then it was broadcasting to YouTube and to Facebook as well.
0: Whenever I have this question come up, I always think about the question I really ask is, where is your audience? Who are you targeting? You know, if you think that going live on Instagram is where you need to be, then you should be going live there. But if you find that most of your audience is on LinkedIn, that's where you need to be. Last year was a year I tested it out. I was live on all platforms and I was even showing up on all platforms because I was like, well, somebody's finding me somewhere. But now this year, I'm getting a little bit more strategic and showing up. I'm still on the other platforms. I've still made friends on the other platforms, but I'm getting a little bit more focused. And then I'll go back and spread out. So for anybody who's thinking about going live, first thing is, where is your audience? Like if you're wanting to go live on Instagram, because that's what people are telling you to do, but nobody is, none of your audience is there, you're wasting your time.
1: Yeah, agreed, agreed, 100%. And I would add to that, that I discovered that too. So I was doing testing on TikTok. I rapidly gained followers. I got like 7,000 followers in a short time on TikTok. And I went live multiple times, but I discovered there were only a ton of people who would not do business with me down in my comments. And it was nice and engaging, but it didn't really benefit the business positively, at least for me. So I know some people have gotten benefit from that. But for TikTok, in my area of the world, for the thing I was doing, it didn't work. So I agree with you 100%. Go where your customers are if you want to maximize on live streaming.
0: So now the next thing is, now once you've figured out your platform, now you're thinking, well, how do I come up with topics? I get this all the time. I hear, I ask the question, I say, okay, well, now that you figured out you want to go live on such platform, I hear, well, how do you come up with topics? Mm. You've been going live for three years. So how do you get topics?
1: Well, okay. So I, I already have my content strategy set out. So I have, these are the core things that I'll talk about, my my pillar topics. So it has to be video, content strategy, photography, uh, live streaming, and the things that my business offers. So for example, I first focus on the service offerings that we have because we are doing the live streaming for conversions. And then we get people on the show that could talk inside of the area of content. And that determines the streams. Now, We've also developed a framework called the Useful Content Framework where you can triangulate what content topics you can come up with, like the, you know, whether it's a how-to, a myth, this is my experience, inspirational topics that go along with the pillar content. And you just join those two things together and it produces how I set up for my live stream or I'm inspired by uh, making this type of video. And you just triangulate the topics and you come up with that. But other than that, I get a lot of ideas from listening to podcasts. I get a lot of ideas from reading books. I get a lot of ideas from commenting. I get a lot, of, a lot of ideas from listening to other creators, but generally my topics are based on my content strategy and the core pillars that I usually would share.
0: Now, when you are coming up, cause this is, this is really good stuff guys. I hope you're taking note. The thing is, is that how do you know your audience really wants to listen to that? You know, are you posting it on, are you doing a post? Or are you just saying, you know what? I'm just going to go and talk about it.
1: <laughs> Very good question. So, uh, so one of the, one of the parts of the process that we went through is, uh, and and if you don't already have customers, this might be a little difficult. We go back and we ask customers about like, what were the things that stood out um, to them when we approached them or why did they hire us? And, and what were the best biggest benefits of our service? And what were the things that they want to know? And we send out a questionnaire and they give responses back. And then we, you know, you look at it and you triangulate it and say, okay, this is important to them. This is important. This is important. And you kind of rank those things. And when you have those things ranked, then you say, okay, I'm gonna assume that if I want more customers like this, these are the things that I'm gonna need to talk about. And then you can center your strategy around that. Now, if you're already in business. already have service offerings one of the easiest ways you can slide into that space is by just making the content about the services that you offer if it's new then you might not have the stories to tell you might not have the testimonials but as you serve more people then you'll get the testimonials the stories how how you overcome challenges but at the start if you don't have anyone then you just do the things based on the service offerings or you could even look at somebody else in your industry and see what they're doing and kind of match those things up but as soon as you get people, uh, clients, you start to record and share those stories, and that's how you get better content.
0: I love that idea. I love that you take what you can, and you can talk about that. But I will put this other spoon to it. How about you start posting content, and those and that pieces of content that gets a lot of engagement gets people asking you questions in the DM or in the comments. Those are the topics that people want to know more about. Like, for example, when you do a video, you're not going to say all 10 Mm -hmm. things in there, but you could do three. And that could spark a really good conversation where people want to learn more. And that's when you create that live show around that and say, well, I just shared three. Now I'm going to share the rest of them in this live and invite those same individuals who were interacting with your posts. Sometimes we think that it's got to be this extravagant idea this week past weekend. I had somebody I asked her, hey, you know, what you what do you want to do your show about? Why do you want to go live? And she was just like, well, I'm not trying to get any leads. It's just something I want to do for fun. Okay. But I don't know what topics to talk about. So then I asked her, well, what are you posting? Mm. And she couldn't relate. You know, she couldn't put two in two and I didn't get a chance to go dive deeper into it. But that's the other thing. A myth mm. is that you have to be selling on a live and not necessarily do you have to. It's just then that becomes a hobby. But not all of us can do that. Some mm. of us need to get leads.
1: Yeah. So, so that's interesting. I think that if, especially on a platform like LinkedIn, And that would apply to other places too. Uh, If you have a business, ultimately you want conversions. Um, There is a way in which you're saying, "Okay, I'm going to do this as a form of content marketing where you just help people. Uh, You don't try to get the direct sale. It's not like an advertisement or advertisement. You take questions. You help people. You share your experiences. But you have a very succinct topic that is in alignment with the thing that you want to talk about so that people can know what you do. And, um, uh, yeah, of course, I, I, if somebody wants to have it for fun, then they could talk about almost anything. But if you mm-hmm. have a goal in mind, you have to be very careful about the parameters of the topics you want to cover. Cause you don't want to mislead people. Think about, the thing about live shows and content in general, is that what you put out there goes out there. It, 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 people see it. And essentially, You could send people down the wrong road, or you could get known for something that is not necessarily useful if you don't very much manage how you what you say and what you share on live streams. Yeah.
0: I just want to say hi to Shalini and Robert. Says Juma always delivers good stuff, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yes, he does.
1: Robert, Robert, Robert is my brother from another mother.
0: Yes who's waiting outside to come in because I won't let him in. (laughs) I'm live. (laughs) Um, I love the idea of having a show where you just have fun, but I also understand what live streaming can do and doors that it can open for you. Mm. So maybe in the beginning, this show is mostly just for fun. Yes, But most of the individuals, at least the ones that I work with, they want visibility. They mm. want to build a deeper connection with the person. In this individual, they weren't even looking for leads because they work a nine to five. Yet they're partnering with someone who may be looking for leads. And then this is where a clash can come because this happened to me. I had a show with a wonderful co-host, but on their end, it was just fun. But from the beginning, I told them, you know, this can open doors, you have a book, this can get you more sales. When it came, you know, to the end where we needed to talk about money and like, you know, sponsorships, that's when it got crazy. So I wanted to ask you, Juma, if you're thinking about having a live show or somebody that has come up to you and they say, I want to have a co-host. What are a few things that you say you should or you should keep in mind?
1: You know, interestingly, that is something that is a topic that I've been thinking about in recent time. Okay, so here's my thing about that. So first of all, you, you'll you have to have some type of aligned goal. Like, what is the reason that you're going to come together and do this live stream? What is the point of this whole thing? And that could be many different things. Like in your instance, there was a misalignment of goals. One was having fun, one was getting leads, right? And you wanted to get more deep into it and do sponsorships and have people uh, probably run ads on the live stream, maybe turn it into a podcast, and maybe they just wanted to exercise their live streaming chops. That may have been the case. So the main thing is that when you come together to talk about uh, something like this, having an aligned goal like we are here to serve this group of people in this way and we are going to do and, and then when you once you decide that uh, do we agree on that yeah we agree on that how are we going to do that okay what's the structure of this show are we going to have conversations are we going to do this do that do the other how is it going to work are you going to take one episode am i going to take one episode one one show what am i going to host one are you going to host one and so It helps too that the person is in the kind of the same industry that you're in uh, and that helps as well because you don't want to have somebody somebody who is a, a a chef talking about chef things and then you have a bio biochemical engineer talking about biochemical engineer things that will have a clash in terms of the audience you don't want that the person has to be in a similar space with overlapping interests that you have and that is a major, major thing as well. And the final thing I say would think I, I would think about is you're going to have to talk about how is this content going to be used on each of our platforms? Are we going to have one live show that's broadcast to both of our platforms? How is this content going to be repurposed? How are we going to use it? What can I use on my side because I have an audience? What can you use on your side? And so all of those details need to get sussed out before and pretty clear before you decide. All right, let's start this show. If you just started for fun without talking about those details. At some point, things are going to get shaky and fall apart. So you need to be clear on the goals, um, uh, similar industries, and how you're going to use the content. I think those three things are very important.
0: I love that you brought that up. I wish I had known that from the beginning. I mean, looking back, even though I was straightforward about a few things, I think I needed to be a little bit more straightforward and clear I had another show too, and that's it. It was a little bit different. We were clear about certain things until it didn't. But uh, this is just anybody who's thinking about: okay, I want. I figured out what platform I want to go live. I figured out the topics because of the post. But now you're thinking about: should I have a host or not have a host? So you don't want to sit there going into this whole production. And not be clear because this takes work, even though Juma and I, uh, it was a comment that was made from a post that I did. And I was talking about the different platforms you can go live on. We were supposed to be testing Riverside, but it was acting not friendly today. But we will do a test on Riverside. That's where the conversation came. Juma asked, he asked me, what do you want to talk about? And that's when I put on my hat and said, you know what? This is something that everybody seems to be talking about. I wanted to add live streaming. But then the question comes, why? Mm -hmm. Because there's some who are gung-ho and some who are, why should they? And when I presented it to Juma, he was like, oh. So a myth that comes up from this is that I have done live streaming before, but it has not worked.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But then the question comes, why didn't it work?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a big question. And I, and I think part of the, maybe you're going to add to this, but I think part of the answer, obviously, is the why. Why were you doing this in the first place? What was the purpose of it? And here's the thing. It's just like saying this. It's like, and, and you, you know, we've all heard this example before. If you don't know where you're going, there's no way you can know if you get you get there, Right. So when you say it didn't work, how do you measure the fact that it didn't work? You know, how do you how do you measure it? How do you measure the fact that this didn't work? What does that mean? What does didn't work mean? Is it like you didn't get enough sales? Okay, well, was the point of it sales? If it's yes, then maybe you could go back and revamp and look at that. But if you don't have a goal set beforehand, then there's no way you can measure it properly. And that's why people have all these fancy terms called KPIs and yada, yada, yada. Basically <laughs> The show has to do what you want it to do. That's basically in simple terms. The thing that you want it to do, it has to do that thing. And the degree to which it does that thing will determine whether you're successful or not. And of course, inside of that, you learn a ton of other stuff too, but it has to do what you made it for.
0: And to add to what Juma said is there may be things or goals that you have that have nothing to do with numbers because it could be you want to become a better presenter, It could be that you want to become a better public speaker. It is because you want to get past that you don't like the way you look. Or maybe it's because for some reason, things aren't working well in your business. You've tried a lot of things. You feel like a failure, but sometimes you still got to show up. You still want to build relationships. You don't want to give up on yourself. Mm. So there are so many reasons that you want to keep working on yourself and live streaming can do that. And I'm actually talking from experience of how everything, like showing up even when I was just at my lowest or showing up because I wanted to become better or just trying something different, even if it's not perfect mm. and saying like the opening today, I tried something different and I was like, well, it is a birthday because Juma's on. So we're just going to call it birthday birthday. but there's just some things that sometimes I take the the loss on and I'm okay with that. But at the the same time, I know I can teach somebody. So going back, what makes a successful show depends on what are your goals. Don't look at the number of people that show up. Sometimes I don't even have anybody, but you know what? It's those lives, those shows, Mm -hmm. those posts too, that you gets the most,
1: uh, Leads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a really good point you made. That regardless of if one person turns up or no one turns up, just act like you're speaking to a stadium full of people. You know that you're broadcasting to the world. Have the same energy. Have the same amount. Just deliver in the way, plan as you would if there's a, a crowd of people there. Because ultimately, part of it is that you are getting benefit as well. You're getting better at the craft of doing this thing. And you don't want to go in halfway because then you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing your future clients a disservice as well. So yeah, and I have that as one of my points. One of my points is that one of the myths that people face with live streaming is that you need a large following to start. You can start at zero. You can start at zero and and you share it, you promote it, you take clips from it, you do whatever you need to do. And over, over time, more people will be added more people will be added, you know? But the main thing is that you advertise beforehand, people have expectation, and then they can come to and join your live stream.
0: Now we did a pop-up, so it's a little different, but I've built up to this. So I want to give that caveat. Pop-up lives are great, but if you're new going to live, you do need to do some marketing. You do need to get yourself out there. People need to get used to seeing that you will be coming live and then if you happen to do a pop-up it's great
1: yes.
0: now i do want to say that there are some requirements for certain platforms so for mm-hmm. example linkedin you have to be under creator mode and you have to have 150 followers
1: oh i i did not remember that it's been such a yeah,
0: while yes so that's why posting is very important Now, if you want to go live on TikTok, you have to have a 1000 followers. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go live on Instagram, Facebook, uh, you don't have to have a certain number of followers, you can just go live.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember when you were like 999 on TikTok and you were like, I just need to, I just need one more. And it was like 990. And you say, I just need a few more. I'm so close. I, <laughs> it I really that. was
0: like that. I just was so close because I wanted to say I was going live on all platforms. It comes, uh, the questions come up again. Certain platforms have certain requirements. Please keep that in mind. As you know, LinkedIn, it's creator mode, 150 followers, and TikTok, 1,000, and then Instagram and Facebook, you do not have to have any requirements, which means if you want to go live, you can still practice on these platforms if you know that your audience isn't there, but you can still get used to going live. However, if Facebook is one of your platforms, you can start going live today. So I'm just going to do a quick recap. Which is, you know, why should you add live streaming? You need to ask yourself that. What platform should you go live on? Where is your audience? And, you know, think about topics. Topics are hard. I mean, how do you come up with topics? Well, think about your posts. What kind of content is resonating with your audience? Then it's, should you have a guest or not have a guest? Should you have a host or not have a host? It's up to you. But uh, we didn't get into why we should have the guest We'll get there right now. But if you have a host, what you should think about the alignment piece is really important because when money starts to trickle in, things look a little bit different. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> to quote the great Lauren Hill, it's funny how money changes situations.
0: Yes, money, money, money makes people funny. So yeah. you really want to make sure it gets uh, that one gets level out before and You definitely want to see the reasons and the benefits of live streaming. Just because it didn't work before doesn't mean that it wouldn't work. Now that you've watched this live, you could probably get a better, you know, a clear understanding of what didn't work the first time and go at it again. And for you, Juma, you know, I see sometimes you go live by yourself. Sometimes I see you with a guest for you. Why did you choose to bring a guest onto your show?
1: So, initially, that was the easy way for me to get experience, and um, when I first started off, like anyone, I was inexperienced in going live, and having a guest, especially someone who's already knowledgeable, they may not even have to have been a, a live streamer themselves, but having someone who was there to talk with, it took all the pressure off of me having to speak for 25 minutes by myself. <laughs> and, uh, so having a guest there bolstered the, the, the strength of the show and it, it turned it from me just talking to people online, to me having a conversation with someone in the studio and that really did help. And then over time, as I built confidence and I got clearer on what I wanted to say, then I was able to have, um, live streams on my own. And even when the stakes were lower, like I would practice on TikTok, that's that was a low stakes live stream. On LinkedIn, is a higher stakes live stream. So if you only could practice on another platform, and uh, then you could always, you know, get better at it and then come on the platforms that really matter to you thereafter.
0: If you're thinking about practicing, Instagram has a feature where you can go live and it can be with no audience. You can select who you want to go live to. That's a pretty cool feature. So you could do a practice, but you can also do, if you wanted to do a private community, you can do that. And then on Facebook, I don't think there's a practice, but you can go live in there. I have actually a Facebook community where I help you get confident on camera. You can go live in the group. I actually do challenges for the week. You can go live. Juma has the same thing. Where if you're not feeling comfortable to go live with a bunch of people, but you want a community to support you, which we're all about community, you have two options. Don't The thing that we want to get at is if you're trying to get in front of your audience and you're too scared, you can't do it if you never try. So mm-hmm. get out mm-hmm. there. And if also you're thinking the guests, I would say, why do you want to have that guest? What is it that's going to get? What are you trying to get and what are you doing? What is the guest going to get out of it? You have to think about that. It's their time. So are you saying like, look, you have the opportunity to be exposed to an audience that you've never been before in front of? Or it's I want to show people what it would be like to work with me or what it's like to work with my coach. Or in this case, it's two life producing individuals who love video, live streaming, podcasting, sharing thoughts, or it could be somebody who's known in the industry that you're in or an opposite industry. I've had guests who are CEOs and founders of large corporations. So you you can have a variety of guests. But you know one thing that's a pet peeve of mine, Juma, Mm, is that when folks only want A name on their on their podcast and on their live show, and I'm more of what about the people who are building up? Remember, Tony Robbins didn't become Tony Robbins before nobody knew Tony Robbins, but we don't want we don't want to interview when Tony Robbins was at his beginning stages. That's Mm -hmm. for you know I believe we we all have a story.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, but also, I think that it's you're missing opportunities if you think that only the big names can deliver mm. useful content to your community. There are many people. There's uh, this is one person who I had, uh, I was on her show, and I, I really wish I could have her. She was on my show as well, but she's such a good she does content strategy. She's not well known, her posts don't get a lot of engagement but she's so good at what she does. And I don't know how come she doesn't get more engagement with the things that she does, but she's so good at what she does. And I'm like saying she is like, you know, a hidden gem. She's she's like, you know, people are sleeping on her skills for real. Um, and so you don't have to get big names. You just have to get people who can, you know, that you feel could talk to your community, who can bring something very useful to them and who can, uh, who, who are aligning with the goals that you have. And, and that's all you really need.
0: I love that you said that because there are a lot of gems out there, hidden gems. Even sometimes I feel I'm a hidden gem. You're a hidden gem to some, but those who know us know what we can do. And mm. I'm all about finding that talent. A of my, you know, This is just me. I ask that you have, if you want to go live with me, if you want to be on Journey of an Entrepreneur, which is now turned into a podcast called Adventure of an Entrepreneur, I ask that you have a profile on Instagram. I ask that you have a profile on LinkedIn. You don't have to have a 150 followers, especially if you're starting out. But this is the reason why it's because you get exposure. To different audiences. This is Mm -hmm. not for me. This is for you. And I've a few people were a little bit upset, but when I explained the the reasoning behind it is that it's really just so that people can get you, you're gonna get in front of some folks that want to work with you. And some people don't like leaving LinkedIn, some people don't like leaving Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. We are lazy, we are selfish. So how about? just have the profile and you can go live with me. I don't care about followers. What I care about is that you've you have something to share. If you don't, I I I ask let's come back. Let's revisit this in about 6 months when you have a little bit more experience a little bit more and then we can share, you know, cuz a lot of times some of the some people I've had had only been in business for 6 months. But guess what? That 6 months is one step before someone who's never even started a business.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So that's just me. Juma might be different, but that's what I ask.
1: No, I mean, you, you have to have standards. I mean, I, I would say that you just don't, you know, so when people fill out the form for my podcast now, it asks like, like a couple of questions, but really it's to determine, do you have a point of view? Can you articulate three things based on the point of view? And uh, that is just to say, well, when we come into the podcast, and this is not live anymore, this one is recorded. Um, you have to be able to share something that is useful to the people because it's for their benefit. I care about the people who I'm talking to. I care about my audience. You know, if you're coming on the, on on the show, the live show, just for yourself, then you know, I, I that is something that I would prefer not to have. You have to care about my audience not as much as I do, but at least to the point where you want to share something very useful with them. And so in order for me to determine that, there has to be a filter. And so the filter is answer these questions, this topic, and these three sub points, and I could get a sense of what you can share. Obviously, after that, I go check you out, go see what you've been doing. If you get invited, then you know I've checked you out already. Uh, But there has to be some standard. So I, I have no problems with having a standard.
0: I love that. I love that. Any And if you guys are like, no, I want to bring on anybody. Well, go ahead and see what your audience says. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've had a few guests that in the DMs, somebody was coming back and saying, you know what? That person was full of it.
1: <laughs>
0: and I needed to tell you that. And this is why. True right. story. I've had those. I've had those. Lovely conversations because mm. they love me. They they have respect for me, but they also will tell the truth. So think about that. If you if you don't think it will happen, trust me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I haven't had to happen yet, but maybe because the process has protected me. I, I <laughs> maybe, but you learn as you go along. You know, you learn right. as you go along.
0: And here's the thing: it was somebody that is. Really well known, was big time on Clubhouse, had quite a bit of followers on Instagram. And then when they came on the show, that's when the truth came out. Right. And and a lot of people were, I still remember the conversation. So sometimes you can vet a person, but I love that Juma has a process. Those questions. Some people complain about all of the questions. Why do I got to fill out 20 million questions? Well, okay. Maybe you can get it to a few, and but it hits at the end of the day. Why should you give your time to me? And why should I give my time to you?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to have an offline conversation about that experience. Uh, <laughs> uh, that'll be in- I love to hear the details about that. I didn't, I didn't know that happened.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's joined in on the live joining in on the replay. Thank you, Juma, for being so patient. Like, I really wanted to test out Riverside, but it's okay. We're here today. We had this great conversation. I hope that anybody who's watching has, that these topics that we talked about, the answers that we provided will help you to be able to add live streaming. And if you still want more and you want to know more information. You have two amazing options right here. You have Juma. You have myself. And I always promote. I'm, I don't know everything. I know something. Juma knows everything. He doesn't know it's some not. things. <laughs> I <don't laughs> but know. I always say, I, I'm not afraid of competition. I actually say, I know I'm not for everybody. But one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to sit there and think that we're small. We're not going to let our fears get in the way. And video is here to stay. Going into 2024, it's going to be here. So don't allow excuses to get in the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. 100% agree, tree.
0: And it was a treat. Until the next live. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody bye thanks for tuning into this episode if you found it very helpful share it with a friend share it in your social media until the next time